because these companies seek out the manufacturers and do NDA deals with them, yeah. pretty much buying their shit at wholesale and repackaging it and pretending like they didn't make it. And I'm like, bro, yeah. we are really paying top dollar for the same book. Yo. But a lot of fashion brands are doing Yo, that. Yo, can we do a full circle <laughs> moment? Yo. But a lot of Yo, fashion brands a lot are doing of niggas. Hey everyone, it's Verlin from the Absurd Thought Club, and today I present to you an amazing episode with special guest AB, a visual artist and fashion designer based in Atlanta, Georgia. This episode is extremely special because it's the very first episode that we have in person. So we begin from the very start of us linking up to the rest of the episode, and I'm so excited for y'all to get into this hilariously amazing conversation. And as per usual, everything attached to AB will be on my Instagram, so go check her out. All right, let's get into it. Black Mom's been on their renovation. Bruh, I'm shit. talking about this shit had, it was just grass out there. Nigga, there's a fucking, there's tiling, there's a whole deck, there's a, there's a, like, TV, she went in. like, she went sofa. In. I'm just out there on God, just smoking in the morning, yeah. looking at the sunrise, just thinking about shit. After that, shit, I just really just be drawing. And then on the weekends, I'm a referee, so I like I ref soccer. Oh really? <laughs> Bruh, my mom, Bruh. she was an umpire for umpire. like a long time. Is that for, like baseball? Base. I was about to say tennis, yeah. but baseball. That's yeah. hard. But, Did you play soccer? Yeah, my like entire life up until high really? school. Well, yeah, up until I graduated. Yeah. Okay. Graduated high school or graduated? Graduated high school. Okay. Yeah. That's hard. Cause I was supposed to play in college, but didn't want to go to college, so. Everybody's either like all of the people who grew up playing sports. They're either like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm about to go make it like in college on some shit," like, oh which is honestly it's really fucking hard. Like, it's really hard Man. to be professionally playing a sport at any point if you like haven't spent over like five hundred thousand oh dollars for your career. Like, literally, it's like a thing. Like, when I tell you it's a thing, them niggas are not joking. Like, when I tell you, like, my mom, God bless her soul, was putting me through like the best training putting me in the best like yes. i was playing out in buckhead at one of the richest fucking clubs for a year but i hated it because it all just rich white girls and it was just so it was just so much like yeah it's a, it's very much an investment but yeah shout out to them niggas who make it bro but for me that's a, it's scary to put your livelihood to put like your whole passion into a sport because boy if you got i've seen girls fuck up their entire career in one play, bro. Like, yeah. pull their hamstring, tore their Achilles, bro. Like, get a concussion, bro. Like, yeah. you fuck up a whole scholarship on the field. So I was like, I can't, I can't. <laughs> no, uh, really I'm so, bro, that really shit is will. insane. So I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm pretty glad I didn't fully invest into that shit because I would have been fucked up if I was in college and I was really begging on that fucking scholarship. <laughs> And then you pulled a fucking muscle. Yo, that's crazy. And it's over. And then over. you have to, like, start relying on your grades and shit. When you're like, yo, oh, God. <laughs> that is so fucked up, bruh. Like, and then if you lose passion for it, like, my brother, like, he, baseball, D1 college, like, yeah. was in the shit. Yes, bruh. And was like, I don't really fuck with this anymore. Like, someone was like, I don't really, this isn't my thing anymore. Oh, God. And then everyone, like, everyone was banking on him, like. Yeah, he's about to make it. And this nigga was like, actually, I'm about to go make beats and like chill. Like, and he's killing it now. He's the engineer, so that's on God. And kudos to that nigga, cause the balls to even say that you're out, like you're out of touch in that. Cause there's been some times where me and soccer, I was just like, I wanted to quit low key, but I'm like, bro, I already invested my entire life. I've been playing since I was four, so I'm like, damn, this is the only thing I really know. But art, like, is this an art? So it's like, if I if I just yeah, so you just had to keep going at that point. But shout out to that nigga. So I guess to get well, shit, we already started this shit. Oh god. But um, so I guess soccer didn't work out. <laughs> you yeah. know, niggas but didn't want to do it. Miss Lit did, you know. I'm refereeing, so it still kinda, connected. Yeah, it's still very connected. Great way to keep in shape and get money. So yeah, I'm bobbing with it. And refereeing is fun as fuck. Like, wait, what age do you Every, do it? Everyone. Everyone. Do you get the baby babies? Not anymore, because honestly, the babies, it's like you don't get paid enough, because you got to <laughs> teach them, too. It's like you the ref, the coach, the yeah. parent. It's like, bro, I don't get paid enough to babysit y'all, but 
like the real like when they actually started playing competitive like u nines like eight-year-olds up until like high school u19 mm-hmm. yeah which is like the messiest age to do like high school high school high really school. why but them niggas <laughs> them niggas like when you are i feel like when you're like in middle school and under sports are truly just fun like you're just having fun kids on the field they really don't give a fuck it's really the parents that give a fuck if anything but once you in high school nigga that's got like college scouts looking at you other coaches oh. looking at you you gotta perform for like playing time you could just see it in their face it's like it's like low-key a career for them so them niggas are yeah. on the field doing a lot and it's like you call anything they in your face like they, <laughs> the they on god <laughs> on god bro like they don't they'll be fighting on that shit and it's like breaking up two little kid fights Have people fight? nigga yes <laughs> bro when i was right from high school last year i swear to god this one school in atlanta i don't even want to say that shit but like dumb niggas kept fighting <laughs> to the point where like the third game i was repping them niggas the coach recognized me he was like all right all right if anything happens, we call the game early. Tell me why some shit happens. He and was like, you called it? No, he was like, he was like, nah, nah, can we just finish it? Because they were tied. And he that wanted to finish it. Bruh. And the other ref went for that shit. And they got into another fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, like, like, it be it be shit like that. Where it's like, bruh, I, I'll just be watching. I'll be... I'm getting paid. Nigga, oh God, <laughs> watching getting paid. Who the fuck do I look like breaking up 18-year-old niggas fighting on a... F- nigga. And they're probably tall. Wait, but soccer tall. people are usually shorter. Nah, they still tall. Like, them defenders were tall. Like, I feel... Well, I feel like everyone taller than me is tall. But, like, <laughs> not basketball tall, but they tall. They're tall. Like, 6'1", yeah. or, like, 6'1", 6'2", type shit. Um, yeah. Uh, soccer like all my soccer homies growing up were like they were shorties like they were short and they were guys like they were short guys (laughs) were they like hispanic is that (laughs) (laughs) yeah like shout out oh god oh god nah but don't don't yeah those niggas be killing on the field bro they do they do it's you know (laughs) you know so what is where you like okay art is my shit like were you always doing soccer and art together yeah it was always like together thing up until like when i was in middle school my mom like wanted me to go to like a program or a school with a program so at first in sixth grade i went to like uh i went to a stem program like science engineering i was terrible at that shit i failed out mm-hmm. and then there was a fine art program at another school so then i went to that and i fell in love with it and then from seventh grade up until I graduated, I was just always in like a fine art program, like at my school. So that kind of really just made me more serious about it. Cause before I was just doodling and people were like, oh my God, you're so talented. And I'm just like, I'm really just doodling. But like yeah. at that point, like I was learning how to like draw portraits and like actually be serious about like still life and like all the yeah. other shit. So yeah, around, around seventh grade, sixth grade, Ooh. I was taking it serious. So, if you compare your first, your first piece, like, that you were, like, yes, like, posting, to now, what would, what would you say is the main difference of, like, growth-wise, like, what would you say is the main difference between you then and you now? Uh, like, we just talking about, like, like my illustrations for, like, a being, this, so, at first, I was first drawing it for, like, a fashion thing. Like, I was just doing sketches of it. So, it was pretty much just the model straight with the outfit. So, I feel like the main difference is really, like, how I incorporated art into it. Like, I'm trying to put more, like, background, foreground, more, like, put them in a more natural position and more, like, actually, you can look at it and be like, oh, yeah, I can see this being, like, for fashion, but I can also see it being, like, a separate piece itself so i feel like more yeah expressive okay well i want to make sure you're properly introducing your work so introduce your work who you are and what you're passionate about so my name is ab i am a being uh my art is just a reflection of my imagination my thoughts Anything that I just want to create is pretty much like um, a journal that I manifest in and I try to create 
and yeah i just also just think it's a reflection on our society i just think their models their beings they're expressing themselves and you don't need to know anything more than that you don't need to know their race or sexuality or you don't need to know their gender you don't need to know none of that to understand and to feel what it is that it you know a being is you know yeah well honestly like that's really interesting because i never knew that backstory but mm -hmm. i always felt some sort of like psychedelic influence <laughs> in your work oh, yeah. but now that i'm understanding the social construct aspect of it how do you feel about social constructs being that they are made up and they are you know you know some mythical ancient creatures imagined imaginative um, creation how do you feel about social constructs and like incorporating them or not incorporating them into your work i think social constructs have been such a detriment to my life personally like i've been trying to work through that i've been trying to work through the meaning of being a woman being black being queer question mark being just a lot of these labels that people will place on you before you even before you can even define it for yourself like i feel like people already try to label me and figure me out before i even knew who i was so i think that was my biggest problem with social constructs is that like it forces people to jump to conclusions about things that you don't even have the beginning knowledge to comprehend, let alone yeah. already have a conclusion on, you know? So I think it's that. I just, I really just, when I think about it too long, it really kind of just makes me mad because, like, I feel like it's affecting all of us in ways that we can't even fathom right now because it's just like we're already living in it you know we're comfortable with it we don't see it being such an issue unless you're against it unless you're like you know black or queer or like a minority but even that itself is like what is a minority is it something they just placed on you so it's like bruh yeah. <laughs> yeah i just so yeah i just really try to show my work in a way that you can't define it you just have to look at it and just perceive it as is, you know? Yeah. So how did you come up with this idea and how did growing up impact your outlook on, you know, just being a being? That, so growing up, so all this art, like this whole art project low-key started from fashion and from fashion, I feel like that's where the whole social construct fucked me up first mm. was the fact that like when I was younger I never felt comfortable wearing what I wanted to wear and it wasn't like I wanted to wear anything crazy or scandalous I just wanted yeah. to wear sweatpants Jordans and a loose t-shirt like you know yeah. so I felt like I wanted to make a brand or something that was truly unisex and not just saying, oh, it's a streetwear unisex brand where everything is the same. But like, I want it to be like a luxury or like some type of like cut and sew where it looks good on everyone. And it's truly just, it's just a piece of cloth that you wear on your body. It's not women's and men's or even like unisex at that point. So I try to put that in the art by like, what do I define as universal? So I just started thinking about the universe and how we're really just stars and we're just, we're just stardust, just having consciousness in this reality. So it was just, I wanted to merge both of them and just illustrate the models as planets and as just stars and not like human or not having to even try to define it. So they're planets. That's kind of how the whole planetary vibe came into it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, my first model had the planet on it. Because I'm like, I don't want this to be, like, boy or girl. And I didn't want to have, like, no head. Like, I wanted to at least be looking alive. So I'm like, all right, like, what's something that encapsulates everything and is everything? So the world or planet. So... <laughs> So with your making a fashion brand, doing your art, what were some of the designers or brands or just, you know, artistic influences that helped you sculpt or feel like, you know, actually, no, was there anything 
were there any brands that were existing that you felt like you could look to in the in the sense of like being unisex you know being a true unisex brand being true like Ooh, that's hard. existing outside of colonial western like structures mm, that's hard or are you the I first because like, i i feel like we're now coming into that space of like true unisex brands of like I feel like Yeezy is probably one of the first, but even though they technically do have men's and women's, but like their latest, like Gap, everything is unisex. I kind of fuck with that. But like me growing up, I kind of considered streetwear, like, you know, the classic Supreme Bape, like, you know, Off-White. Like I consider those to be unisex because most of the hype things, I saw everyone wearing it. It's not like, you know, men or women are just wearing it. So yeah, technically, I guess, but I wouldn't, I guess I wouldn't define them as unisex, but they did like take like a really big like inspiration to me about the direction I do want to go in and about like the shit I don't want to go in because mm. they kind of also show me like the dark side of fashion and the shit that like I hate about it because I really have a love hate relationship with fashion. So what yeah. do you hate about it? I like hate what direction do you not want to go in? The whole like elitism shit. Like you can be exclusive without having the whole like oh like if you're wearing this you gotta be rich because this is like four thousand dollars like that shit is so lame to me because it's like fashion if fashion is just gonna be about elitism it's just gonna be shitty because these rich niggas cannot dress like i'm sorry <laughs> like most of the drip is by people i'm not gonna say like broke but like they're by people who are actually knowledgeable about the garments they actually care about this shit they actually spent time and money investing into certain pieces to have a certain look so you can just see it in them like yo like this is not something you just picked up because you rich as fuck and you think this is fresh like you really put these pieces together you had that in your closet for a minute i see you like i like that type of fits and that type of fashion i hate like the whole rich nigga and flossing and flexing all that kind of shit because it's it's just so it's so lame and wasteful because like and another yeah. thing, when people wear just one fit and they be flexing about, like, oh, I only wore this designer shirt one time. <laughs> nigga, what the fuck? Nigga, we are in, a, like, a pandemic. It's where kind nigga, of disposable. <laughs> oh, <in> God. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, like, there is, like, whole garbage islands floating in the ocean. And this nigga <laughs> is flexing that he's wearing a cotton t-shirt one time. His nigga. t-shirt from last week is part of that pile. Bruh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh God! So that shit is just so lame to me. Like I like, I like the uniform fashion aesthetic. I like when you can rock the same outfit for multiple days at a time, and you could just adjust it a little bit, and it's a whole different vibe. Like I like that type of shit. So yeah, the whole like Supreme and Babe, that whole era of like hype beast culture, that shit just taught me that like. I love fashion, but I hate, like, I hate the fast fashionness of the culture that's going on. And I really wish it would shift into something more real, more authentic, because this shit is not real. And even one more thing, I'm sorry. This <laughs> no, is a fucking shit, rant, bruh. Bruh, also the fucking, like, sneaker culture, dog shit, What about bruh. sneaker culture? Sneaker culture is dog shit, bruh. <laughs> like, I can't even begin to express the rage I have knowing that it's been corrupted <laughs> by greedy people who just use bots to buy up the entire stock of a sneaker really to people do that bruh that's people do that that's, that's literally the entire thing of stock x like when you think about resellers they're getting bulks of these shoes by using like just bots to resell? just to resell it back to people who actually want this shoe so when you think of like oh travis scott being a thousand dollars but resell it was two hundred dollars not that many people want the Travis Scott's. Like, I know it seems overhyped and over all that kind of shit, but, like, if you think about the units per, like, the niggas who really want that shit and not trying to sell it, just really want it, it's so fucked up because people are... There's a whole industry of reselling, so it's yeah. kind of like there's no point of buying authentic... Who the fuck is going to buy an authentic pair for $2,000 when this nigga bought it for $200, bruh? Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and niggas would get mad if you buy the replicas, but it's like, nigga, like, 
Is it even real at that point if you bought yeah. the $2,000 joints? Like, Wait, so can you walk me through that? Because in my mind, I'm like, at, but people, like the people that are still, that really want the shoes are yeah. still getting them. Nah. No. Not all of them. Really? The ones who can afford it, yeah. But because if you can't they're afford it. higher. Yeah. But I feel like, oh, true, because if you Because it's play, like, you, well, I guess I just be like on like the sneaker side of like Instagram, but there's like hella memes of niggas who will be like, damn, I didn't get the newest release again. And it's like regular people, like if you want to go on Nike and just buy the hype sneaker, like no bots, no, no nothing, it's impossible to get the shoe. Like there's no, because I remember when I was younger, I used to get shoes by um the ticket lottery thing. Like if you get, you got a ticket, they call you up if you won. Or I used to wait in line too. They don't do that shit no more. You can't wait in line. You can't get a ticket. You have to go through the websites. And the websites are fucking corrupt. Nike don't want to do shit. No one wants to do shit. So it's like you either have to pay 2000 or you don't get the shoe pretty much. And it's, it's just corruption at its finest. Because it's like... <laughs> so how are you how are you going to implement your values within your own brand of like anti-fast fashion, anti-reseller culture, anti-making like shit inaccessible for people who can't afford it? How are you going to well, for me, the scripts? For me, since I'm starting very small, I want to create like collections that are... I don't want to say everything's going to be one of one, but like I want to create like some one of ones and then very small, minimal collections that are like a friend and family type of vibe, like no more than 50 per design or whatever I'm doing. And I just want to keep it small. I really want to find a, a what's it called? A sustainable manufacturer. That mm. shit is hard to Do find. Do those exist? Yes. Because some people are like, I have a friend and he's like, yeah, finding, like, manufacturers and stuff is, like, tricky. Yeah. A lot of designers have that issue. Yeah, like, that shit is difficult. It's fun. Right. So, them samples were, like, pretty much dog shit. And I wasted, like, $400 on two hoodies that I could have got a better blank from, like, H&M. So, I'm like, this shit is lame. I have to do more research into it. So, then I started, you know, doing more research and trying to, like, find a better manufacturer. And I'm talking to two different people and both of them telling me it's going to be around 200 to 300 dollars per sample again so both of them are going to rack me up to like 400 to 600 if i get two different colors and i'm just hoping and praying like it's one of those things you just hope and pray it turns out good and if yeah. it turns out good you know that's your god that's your yeah so i'm in that stage <laughs> so how did you find these people and like what would you say like advice for finding a manufacturer that I'm fine. Well, I've been looking on Alibaba for the past year. I found because back in the day, I had another brand like in high school called 138. So I did hoodies before with rhinestones on Alibaba, and the guy who did it cool, it came out great. It was actually really nice quality. So I knew, like, all right, there's some good people on Alibaba, but it's really just like who you who you look for or who you try to find. For me, what I be doing, I be going on Instagram, looking at certain blanks like that I really be fucking with, and then I'll just take an image of that blank and then just like reverse search it back onto Alibaba. Cause a lot of times like Alibaba will like have like certain, like, how do I explain it? Like Alibaba will make other people's design or like, you know, manufacture other people's design so you can like find the original manufacturer type shit. Okay. So you could do it like that and try to find who made whatever shit you're trying to, you know, make. But yeah, that's what I'll be doing. Or I was just trying to find like a manufacturer that's already on Instagram. Like there's this guy named Shady Blanks. I think he changed his name to like Humane Blanks or something like that. But he was big on Instagram, and his blanks look amazing, like, really nice hoodies. So I've been going back and forth with that guy. Like, it's just really just being on social media or Alibaba and just trying to find it. <laughs> How did you find out that he would, like, is he sustainable? Or what is sustainability in fashion, especially when, like, you are doing, like, samples and finding manufacturers? Because there's a whole, like sustainable fashion is a whole thing yeah but yeah. like sometimes people think that sustainable fashion and 
they just say sustainable fashion and really mean like small business or yeah, like local yeah, yeah that's facts that's two different things yeah shit i think sustainable when it comes to the sampling process to be honest there's really no real sustainable aspect unless you're going to like have a one-of-one and you're actually going to keep it and probably sell it but there's really none because a lot of the sampling like a lot of the sampling is like yeah so there really is no sustainable fashion man the real sustainable fact actually now nah, i do know a couple of brands and what they would do it was like um recycled like they would thrift all their jeans and then they would like embroider the jeans and make them like custom one of one and then okay. resell them so like stuff like that they do the same thing with hoodies like you've seen the trend where they'll take like another hoodie cut like holes in it and put it over like another hoodie so it yeah. looks like yeah so stuff like that is sustainable but if it's like your own brand I feel like the only way it could be sustainable is if you get the garment itself made recycled and that shit is difficult unless Have you like I try to look it up because there's one brand it's called like um fuck I think it was everyone love earth or like earth something it's earth and love or something like green? that is it i forgot i've like been seeing them around it's like it's like the logos of earth yes or I'm something like, like that bro and it's like they have blanks and it's like the eco-friendly like recycled cotton blanks mm-hmm. yeah they have their thing going on and yeah that's the only other person i try to reach out to and yeah how did that go Oh shit, they didn't hit back. Or I didn't even have the money at the time. I didn't know that was the problem. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. So, okay, what's the price difference between like sustainable, like real sustainable shit and just manufacturer sustainable girls who say they're sustainable when it's really just like a local brand? <laughs> shit. Real sustainable, I'm gonna be honest, I feel like it's gonna be a little more pricey compared to the lower brands that are not. Simply because if it's real sustainable, it's going to be a custom piece. Like, even if, like, it's the same type of, you know, maybe it's a tote bag, but it's going to have a different dye pattern or a different whatever because each of them is individually made compared to, like, a mass production of whatever. Even if it's a small brand, you're still having a mass quantity produced compared to recycled goods so there's always going to be a little price increase which i think people should go for because it's usually more durable and more like of course eco-friendly and stuff mm. so there's always i feel like i feel like sustainable is going to be a little more expensive but yeah. better quality and better for the environment because yeah there's a lot of brands that are saying they sustainable and all that kind of shit but they really just they they small they just <laughs> local. They be they begin the, the same manufacturing from like the bigger brands, just smaller yeah. quantities. That's actually okay. I was watching this like little documentary thing about Trader Joe's, Trader and Joe's. the marketing is just different. It's like same girl, like they're the same as Walmart, same as Whole Foods, same really? as all of them. They just use same manufacturers, like same thing. <laughs> it's like every industry is kind of market yeah. greenwashing. Yo, everyone greenwashes and. Trader Joe's, their actual like target mar- market user is broke college student. Bro. That's why we all be in there. We all Bro. be in there. <laughs> but they use. <laughs> yo, that is wild figuring out you the target audience. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> no, literally, my feelings were hurt as well because I'm like thinking I'm grown, bitch. Like thinking, okay, yes, like I'm doing my own shopping for the first time. And then, like, no, you were actually exactly what I was hoping for. Like, exactly what I was hoping for. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, a lot of brands do that shit where, like, they'll... Because they actually use the same manufacturer. They'll yeah. have, like... Like, their smoothies. Apparently, someone did, like, a test. And they chose... Like, you know the naked, like, brand smoothies? Yeah. They took a naked brand and then the Trader Joe's smoothie. Oh, bro. Tested all the ingredients. Same exact thing. Sourced it out. Same exact manufacturer. Bro same exact these niggas yo i've heard some shit that was like um like why does how is um kroger target walmart how is all these like grocery store chains able to produce their own like knockoff 
or great value version of all these snacks but all these snacks are only able to produce maybe one or two different you know items mm -hmm. and there are like because these companies seek out the manufacturers and do nda deals with them yeah. pretty much buying their shit at wholesale and repackaging it and pretending like they didn't make it and i'm like bro yeah we are really paying top dollar for the same book Yo, but a lot of fashion brands are doing that. Yo, can we do a full circle movie? <laughs> yo, yo, a lot of, yo, brands a are doing lot of niggas. Thing. I'm, I, I, I don't want to fucking point out anyone, but there's a lot of people <laughs> in these streets wearing that fucking stock X tag, knowing that stock X have been having multiple lawsuits against them because they don't know how to legit check sneakers, bruh. So niggas will mm. literally be wearing mm. fake ass shoes, like for the Travis Scotts, like when they first released. There was an influx. Like, there was one seller who sold over 100 pairs of fake stock X all and went through. So, damn. That, the whole influx of real X, and like, fake. The bougie nigga Fashion Nova? Nah. Stock X is the broke nigga scamming in these streets, bruh. That's what Stock X. No. Stock X is literally the stock market. Just scamming niggas, bruh. Like, <laughs> just fucking. Just corporate greed just sticking their fingers in shoes in the sneaker culture and like for no reason just providing a platform for niggas to hit a lick on people who don't know any better because it's just like bro like i'm gonna be real i'll be buying these rep sneakers bro these shits are just the same quality and it makes you think bro how the <laughs> fuck was i able to get this sneaker for a hundred dollars if it's worth two thousand dollars or what hmm. of the same six dollar materials made by the same this is fucked up probably the same child slave in china i'm That's so sorry to say that but That's like real. it's the same same shit but it's just because it's marketed oh this is real this is fake this is this that and a third niggas will really blow a month's rent <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't even say that shit with a straight face. Niggas can I bro, niggas are blowing a month's rent on materials, bro. On fucking leather that you wear on your feet that's gonna eventually just break down and there's gonna be a new trend and it's just like niggas aren't even wearing the shoes that they buy for over a thousand dollars anyway. Y'all niggas are just collecting dust in that clear little yeah. box on your fucking wall in your room, bro. Like But it's a real hobby. Like a lot of people are really like I know I have a few friends that like really do just collect shoes and like that's their shit. That's their shit. I and mean, I don't like wear them. Picks. They don't. They don't wear them though. I think that's they don't my wear thing, them. Right? But everyone has their thing. <laughs> I mean, like everyone has their own thing. I I collect glass pigs. What's a glass pig? Just like ceramic pigs. But do you at least like play with them? I just put them on a display, like clean them every once in a while. Like, <laughs> this? Yeah, like it'll be like a little pig. Like my friends give them to me for oh, my that's birthday. Cool, Okay. But same, but it's the same thing. True. Like people love shoes the same way. People love pants the same way. Like true. You got me. True. <laughs> you got me. I guess it's like if, if it's just the look vibe of it. I. I guess that's true. But it's like you really could just. Do you collect anything? Do I collect anything? That's a great question. Oh, crystals! I have a shit ton of crystals. And you look. But okay, I don't play Big with them, crystal? but I always, always like carry them like on me or hold them or like just like I guess play with them in a sense because I'll just like rub my hands. Like, I'll use them like they're not just collecting dust on my on my shelf. So how do you use crystals? Shit. Talk me through that whole process because I'm not a crystal wearer myself. Okay, I have my birth zone, oh. but I'm not too well versed. So put me yeah. on. So I've just always with crystals always been playing with like rocks and shit as a kid so for me i just approach it as like i'll go to a crystal store and i'll just feel around for something that just feels good <laughs> or feels right like i'll like look for a certain texture or like i don't know or even a shape like i really fuck with like shit that's a natural sphere or like a rectangle or like any type of like shape so i'll feel for that and once i get it and buy it like I, I just have, like, a big little, like, bowl of it. And, like, in the morning, I'll just, like, play with some of them. Or, like, I'll take one that, like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm really feeling this one today. Put it in my pocket for the day. And, like, 
I don't know. Like, I guess for me, it's just more like I think it's pretty and it just looks cool and I just like holding it and stuff. But there's a bunch of spiritual properties in each of them that I feel personally kind of in some of them. So, yeah, some of them help me just be more creative. Some of them help me be a little more just relaxed or like some of them bro i swear to god i be getting a headache i don't even have to take like ibuprofen anymore like i would dead ass mm. get my like clear uh quartz and just rub that shit like on my like brain that's and interesting just, yeah. and it like it helps you so what in the crystal that like helps you feel that way is it like some sort of ritual that you do or is it just like intentional mm-hmm. she had crystals and so she would just charge them in the sun and that's what her practice would be mm-hmm. and it didn't really go beyond that but it would be like good vibes type of type of thing so how do you set intention or practice yeah. with them so i charge them in the sun periodically like i don't really do that all the time if i remember then or if i'm outside then it kind of gets gets done but she ritual wise like for me like with the headache thing honestly it could really just be because it's like a big ass like cold crystal against my like brain too Mm. but like i don't know like it just feels cooling and relaxing against my face or like anytime i'm holding it it's like this instant like release of like tension like it's just a weird it's just a weird feeling like i'll always and like i also feel the crystals like vibrations low-key like if i like grab a crystal and, like fully put like my force into it like i can feel it like vibrating back almost mm. so like i would just be doing that and just like playing around with it and like yeah like <laughs> i'll be talking to my crystals sometimes too like yeah, yeah. it was like that she'd be like all right girl we're about to go out first date and she'd be talking herself up to the crystals and that's just yeah that's just how it would be yeah, I be calling my crystals pretty. Like, are you pretty as fuck? Like, oh God, like she pretty. Like, <laughs> but, does it ever get like awkward? Like, do you ever do they flirt back? Well, they alleviate the headaches. Oh God. So, oh God. Let's talk about your psychedelic experience in the Ooh. least incriminating. <laughs> so how did you get into you know mycology is that is that the proper yeah. mycology um well first i started like kind like take you all the way back with my like psychedelic Go all the way back talking shit. so i started dealing with uh psychedelics drugs if you will when I was like 15, I started smoking weed. And for me, weed put me in a whole different dimension. Like, like I was, at the time, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, I was a hot mess. Like, I was very just energetic, but at the same time, I really didn't know how to channel my energy into progressing myself. I was really immature. I was really like, I was really, I mean, like, I was a 14-year-old kid. Like, I didn't really know myself. I couldn't dress how I wanted to. There was a lot of things about myself that I was just like, oof, honey. And weed kind of just, it introduced me into this realm of, like, hey, you know, like, the impossible is possible, right? Like, Mm. and it, like, really showed me that shit. Because, like, at first, I'm like, yeah, this is just trippy. Like, everything's just so vibrant and all kind of stuff. But then it was, like, this feeling that it left behind, especially in my creativity, to where it was like, nah, like, I could really be a designer. Like, nah, like, it was this feeling of, like, because, bro, when I was younger, I was always able to draw, but I never, I truly never believed that, like, being an artist was a real possibility. Like, it was like if someone told me, like, yeah, you could be a rock star. And it's like, I guess technically, yes, you can, but, like, the chances, everyone is a singer. I'm like, everyone is an artist. So, like, what the fuck? Yeah, so, that's true. Everyone is an artist. Everyone is an artist. But it's crazy because it's like everyone can become a successful artist, you know, too. So, and there's no... There's no surplus of artists. There can't be a surplus of art and content because niggas be eating that shit up. Like, ooh, okay, wait, no, that's interesting. Because how do you, how do you feel about 
the phrase or like just the saying like when people say oh like everyone's an artist now like there's too much there's too many artists everyone wants to be a singer everyone wants oh to be a rapper how do you feel about soundcloud rappers and the atlanta soundcloud man, rappers man. <laughs> Don't, let, let me pull out let me pull out i'm sorry i know these niggas probably can't even see what's in my uh my fucking iphone bro my entire my entire playlist is just full of SoundCloud niggas, bruh. My entire playlist. So Fuego, BK, bruh. I'm talking like Tana, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm talking about just a lot. Yeet. I fucking love Yeet, my <laughs> nigga. I don't give a fuck. I know that sounds wild to say, but shit, I love, I love Yeet. I love young creation. I love young creators. I love the new movement. I don't, and I hope to God that I feel this way when I'm older. Like I really pray to it because, bruh, like these old niggas when they be talking that shit, it be making my fucking headache, bruh. Like that shit, yeah. that shit is so boring and lame because it's the same bullshit that they've been saying before and before. Like. Is the whole like oh this younger generation sucks and it's like my nigga but who paved the way for these younger niggas bro like can we like can we y'all are the blueprint oh god <laughs> niggas taught niggas taught these little niggas on SoundCloud about all this 808s and all Literally. this beats and shit Why and they get mad. Shit? Your recipe. Oh, God. Oh, my God, bro. All these niggas really sound like if, like, T-Pain, Young Thug, and, like, Lil Wayne just went into the future. And these niggas be just talking shit about, oh, these little niggas, they all sound the same, da-da-da-da. I'm like, bro, like, first of all, I think that's a beautiful thing, that there's so much music, that there's so many... You can find a rapper that sounds like two of your favorite rappers combined. I think that's such a beautiful time we live in. Same thing with other art forms. There can never be a fully, like, a surplus of art because we're such a diverse people that, like, we can refine our taste. We can, we can, like, just, we can indulge in art for as long and as as much as we want to. You know, this shit is as plentiful as water, bruh. Like, there's no such thing as a surplus Everyone is technically an artist. If you feel like you're not an artist, you either forgot just or talk. you just don't want to, like, Breathe. believe. Oh, God. Oh, Everything God. is art. Oh, God, bro. I preach that to, like, everybody, like, because ever since I was younger, music is so physical, art is so physical. If you're moving, if you're dancing, if you're walking, like, that's an art form. Like, right. talk your shit when you strut, bitch. Like, that's the reason why there's runway models. Like, we wouldn't have runway Man. models if niggas didn't think that walking was an art. Man, you gotta learn how to walk like that. Yo, you better twist them hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you better move them arms, bitch. Literally, <laughs> on oh, God, that shit is crazy. Cause like, bro, I was really just having this conversation with like hella people recently. Of like, I'll be talking to these people, and these are beings where like, if you would see them and be like, bro, you are an artist, straight up. I don't even know anything about you. You're an artist, and they don't even believe that they're artists. I'm like. How, how are you not an artist, but you do film photography, you're a whole dancer, what? you look like a model, and your your whole being is just, like, it's a whole aesthetic. Like, how are you not an artist when you have, like, certain imagery and certain images, and you can retell stories in a certain way that just catches my attention so... Like, how are you not an artist, my nigga? Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, the most... The most creative, like, the niggas who really inspired me in my life have been the niggas who say, like, I'm not an artist. And I'm like, bruh, the fuck is an artist then, bruh? Like, it's not really about drawing or as simple as, like, playing an instrument and doing all this other shit. Because technically speaking, like, for me, I feel like if a robot can do it, it's not, like, mm. it's, it's not... I'm not going to say it's not art, but there's more to it. Like, an, a robot can recreate an image. A robot can play an instrument, but a robot can't create its own idea, like, independently. That it's so, like, its own concept that no one has ever heard of. Like, a robot can't do that. Yeah. And so many regular people can do that. But just because they can't do something as simple as this task, which you can learn easily nowadays, they feel like they're not an artist. So how do you feel about AI and the future of AI? I was I was listening to this podcast of, I don't even know if it was a podcast, but it was like an interview of Grimes, mm-hmm. and she was talking about like how AI is going to start kind of just making their own shit, and like with the music being decentralized, we're going to have a bunch of AI artists like coming out. We oh, had yeah. that one, what was F- that one? FK Mecca. 
something like that. It was like yeah. a bunch of like AI artists, yeah. and now they're coming out. They're making their own shit with algorithms, and it's like stuff that we've literally never heard before. Oh, just yeah. by putting in everything that we've heard, they're making shit that we've never heard before. Yeah, but it's, humans have a tendency to repeat because that's we're cyclical. That's all we know. We we repeat things, even though some people, you know, we be popping our shit, but it's always based off something else. In a way. AI art is based off something because it's based off what they heard and they're just doing something else. But it's, how do you feel about AI art? There's two sides for me. Mm-hmm. There's like side A where it was just pure panic and chaos. Because when I first heard about it, bro, the art community was in shambles, bro. Like <laughs> when we first saw Dolly and you could literally just type in like Ooh. the Migos fucking twerking on the moon and it would just do a photorealistic <laughs> picture of those niggas twerking on the moon like yo like that shit shocked us i was like <laughs> they coming for our jobs they coming for all of us like like cover art would never be the same like fuck, like who needs a cover artist when you could just really type in your fucking music onto that shit and get the best cover art ever who needs Obama a base oh my <laughs> Yo, 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 that's funny as fuck, I need to see that shit, bro, but like, that shit is just insane, cause it's like, bro, they're gonna steal our jobs and shit, but then the other side of me is kinda like, if they can't produce their own creative thought, and it has to be controlled by humans, I feel like this could be a way for just the average person who don't think that they're an artist to become an artist in a way because it's like before because i kind of think about it as like the invention of the camera because before cameras were invented the like people who took portraits were artists and they were paid really great money to just paint pictures of these you know famous people and shit and then when the camera came they thought damn their whole career is done all that kind of shit but it wasn't because the art form of painting a portrait is still going to be it will forever be an art form that people will be sought like they will want to seek out and shit and the photography kind of just became its own thing and kind of invited people to a new art form and then later on when the you know cell phones they started upgrading their cameras and now it's kind of the same camera quality as a actual camera now it's kind of the same thing whereas like people feel like oh photography the whole career of photography is going to be in shambles because now why you need a wedding photographer when i could just record this shit on my iphone fucking 20 bruh when, yeah, <laughs> on god bruh so it's like what's the point but it's like there will always be a need for photographers because they have the certain they have a certain vision that certain people do not have for photography. They don't they don't know about the certain angles. They don't know about lighting. They don't know about editing. They don't know about none of that shit. So there will always be a need for that art form. So for me, I feel like when it comes to like the AI shit and AI art, if you have the the talent or the eye or just the the imagination you will always be needed as an artist because that's the true that's the true shit bruh that's the true art form you being able to just create this whole realm of imagination and it's not like it's just not a reproduction or just a regurgitation of just other ideas you know i think that will always be valued so i think we're probably just gonna i don't know link up with the AI and probably make art with it, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, people are already doing that. Oh, God. Like, they're probably gonna use it as references and do all types of dope shit with it. So, I hope it doesn't get deeper than what it is, because, man, that whole, the FK Mecca shit fucked me up too, bruh. (laughs) I was like, why the fuck is Gunna behind bars but doing a fucking song with this nigga, bruh? Like, how did they get, how did they get the licensing? (laughs) Like, how do they get the licensing for to do this? They probably all manage the same. Their managers are the same. Yo, I'll, bro, I'll be damned if I'm locked up. I come out and I see I made a song with a fucking... Robot? What? <laughs> I think... But, 
<laughs> Hell nah, bruh. These labels are wicked as fuck, bruh. Yeah. These labels, bruh. And that's another thing I wish that art and creation can escape from is the shackles of these fucking corporations that are just greedy and want the dollar. You notice how everything that's related to art is like connected to just money and greed? Yeah. And like how the two never mix art and money never fucking mixes, but some reason they're just always so close to each other. Yeah. And it's so sick, bro. Well, we're moving I feel like we're moving away from that with honestly thanks to AI, thanks to technology, like we're kind of moving away from that with fucking what is this shit called? Um What is it called where people are doing like the NFTs. NFTs. Uh, NFTs people bro. are doing <laughs> People are doing NFTs now. People are doing, like, SoundCloud helped with that. Oh, facts. Like, a lot of people are just kind of moving away from these, you know, traditional platforms that are kind of helping them hoist up their careers. But I also think that it has a lot to do with people's intention. Like, because everyone's an artist, but some people are better businessmen and businesswomen than they are artists. So when they go into these careers, like, it's more, okay, I... I want to make something amazing, but I want to make a million dollars off of it. So they'll go, okay, what do people, let me look at the algorithm. What are people listening to? What do they want? Instead of, oh, this is what I feel intuitively should be made. But either way, it's art. That's how we got WAP. Like, <laughs> oh my God, no, for real. No fucking but for real. Actually, I feel like WAP was such a pivotal moment. I feel like WAP is the farthest thing from this is what everyone's here because niggas did not want to hear that shit when it yo, came out. Yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It's a mixture of both. I think they knew it would have been like a big, like, outlash. Yeah. It was smart, but they had me in my room like, Oh, God. I remember when I first heard that song, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> did you watch the music video first, or did you? Bruh, nah. I watched the uh, music video way later, bruh. <laughs> like, I was just like, damn. Like, I guess for me, like, oh, bruh, like, shit, it was just so sexual. I wasn't ready like I was like damn like is, is there any bars about like money drugs <laughs> anything <laughs> anything else <laughs> like bruh every verse every bar was just mm, pussy and I was just like damn <laughs> it's hard that's <laughs> bruh that shit man create creativity is very interesting bruh yeah. like, the arts the arts is getting very interesting out here, bro. Yeah. Like, another thing, bro, how do y'all feel about, like, like art or content that's just being made to, like, stir up or create controversy and shit? Bro? I love it. I love, love it? I love mess. I love mess. I love tea. I love tea. I love that shit. The whole, like, okay, marketing. I believe that marketing and PR is an art form. And so this whole Andrew Tate thing, Yo. I'm, look, it's so interesting. Yo. This nigga is, I just don't understand it. Like, how, how did we go from Basquiat, cameras, light, realizing what electricity was, to this sassy, this sassy man Yo, holding up men with mics, guns. Right? To the men with mics, bro. Them niggas. Yeah, how did we get to male alpha podcasts? <laughs> Yo, marketing is a new art form. It's insane, bro. Yeah. That's that's a quote. That's a bar, bro. Cause that's fucking true, bro. I be feeling like some of these marketing strategies be so sick, bro. <laughs> but it's like. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. No, they had That's me so insane, sick when they said, bro. broke college student. I was like, damn, bitch. Got right. caught out. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, like, damn. No, literally. But also, like, I think because we do have social media, which is just, like, us taking PR into our own hands. Like, we also, we try to think that, like, pre content creation and, like, all this stuff is so separate as an art form. But it's oh all my God. It's, here. it's all art. Like, there would be no other reason if marketing wasn't the intention. Like, there would be no other reason to be creating content. Literally. Bro, what? Vine was, like, the actual... This is why I wish Vine would come back. Like, Man. it just needs, like, we need a moment where we can just post nonsense. Nonsense. And it not be 
bro, I'm really trying to get this shit to pop off. I'm really about to watch this algorithm. Like, I mean, I understand, respect the algorithm, whatever, but I wish we just had, like, yeah, Wolf Tyler came back and just did her shit. Like, if we had all the little Vine people come back and just did this, do their shit, like, that would be amazing. Because it was nonsense. You know what's crazy? I was having that same thought, but, like, kind of in the opposite spectrum of, like, I want I wanted there to be a platform or a new platform just for creatives. Like the old, old Instagram where it was just for like photographers and visual artists to just post their shit and be not cool. trying to pop off. Oh god, bro. But once they started once Instagram started doing all this weird shit where they would just take the best feature from another platform, put it on their shit, and it's like now bruh, regular pictures on Instagram get no type of push anymore. Like, so yeah. if you a visual artist and you just post your, like, portrait, you get nothing. You will have to post a reel. So yeah. it's like everyone and they fucking mama posting they goddamn, um, this my work in progress reel with just some weird-ass audio. And it's just, that's another thing that I just fucking hate about the algorithm and shit. It's like, bruh, I feel like creatives have to really just conform and break our back and bend over and just take the algorithm and just... <laughs> like I got so central. <laughs> no, because that's how it feels, bruh. It's like now nah, you gonna take this shit and you gonna like it. Like those niggas did not ask you, do you wanna make reels? Like is that your no, bruh. You non-consensual content bro you getting no more videos bro you can't even post a regular video on yeah. Instagram. You have Just to put like reels, someone screaming behind it. The most fucking trending audio. Uh, Bruh. Yeah, just, rant, just nonsense. I think in the sense, like, audios, the audio <laughs> aspect of TikTok is nonsense. Like, people oh God. say anything, oh and we're like, yo, this yo. is funny as, like, let's keep that going. Because that's, like, that gives me Vine energy, like, just the audio aspect of TikTok. Yeah. I love yes. TikTok, though, as a platform. Uh, I do, too. I ain't gonna yeah, I, I, I use can't it. get on it. I use it. Do you? I can't get on you it. I know... I know me and how I act with my vices. I, I'm not strong enough for TikTok. <laughs> yeah. TikTok yeah, feels like fair. crack to me, bro. Like, it's too good. Nah, yeah. You're yeah. You're addicted to Instagram. Bro. TikTok is going to get you real quick. I'm telling you, bro. It's going to get me too quick. So, I've never even tried to... Nah. <laughs> but I feel like I still be getting the same viral moments on Instagram too cuz Instagram just be regurgitating TikTok and shit but yeah yeah and that same thing with Twitter like I had to get off Twitter because like I'd see the the funniest tweets always end up on Instagram anyway so I'm like yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't even got Twitter. <laughs> Twitter's, yeah. it just kind of gave me a hit. I was talking to my friend last week about Twitter, and we both deleted it. And, like, we didn't tell each other why we deleted it, but we yeah. just deleted it. Like, I started realizing I was muting a lot more stuff than I was, like, actually consuming. And I was like, I don't want to hear a lot of this shit. Like, <laughs> like, it would be one person say something random like, you know, I'm really moving in silence. It's me season. Da -da -da. I oh. muted. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell everyone I'm moving. That's in what I'm silence. saying, right? Like, oh, don't text me because I'm moving in silence. <laughs> like, but I, I wonder what like the '80s, like what our grandparents and shit were saying to each other that they thought was like corny ass shit. Like, I wonder what they were saying yeah, to each other. I literally wonder what was the average day from by just people our age, 40, 50, 70 years ago. Get up. Actually, never, not that far back for us black people, but like, because <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, 70? I don't know. <laughs> walking, yeah. walking five miles to school, no shoes. <laughs> no, Yo. Oh, God, bro. I respect to the old niggas. Oh, right. God. Y'all were going through it. Every yeah. old person that I know has like a really traumatic story of like, just their school. It's always specifically their schooling. Bruh, that I was like the traumatic. Bro, my family too, and it's funny the way they be always saying it like it wasn't trauma. Like we used to walk six miles to school with no shoes, and we used to have to wake up when the uh, fucking chickens crow to feed the cows before we went. And I'm like, literally, oh my gosh, now my grandpa, he literally, he's native, and so he was like, grew up farming reservation type time. He was like. Yeah, man, like, I used to cut the, the cow's tongue, and, like, oh. growing up, he would, like, show me how to do it, and I'm like, you did this just to eat? Like, I have Uber Eats, my man. No, uh, yo, that's insane. I that's have Uber insane. Eats. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but I literally had to, like, delete all those apps. <coughs> I have, like, I'm really lucky because 
we have a garden at my school oh. so i take the food from there oh. and i'm like yeah i have to eat that now oh shit i did not know that yeah man so last question is what if you had to choose one and you can only choose one in this in this question what would you choose what do you lean more into love or passion I feel like it's the same thing, but it's not the same thing, I guess. Um, passion. Ooh, why? I feel like passion is just my purpose or, like, my innate instinct to, like, what my purpose is. And I feel like love, I find love everywhere. So, like... The way I internalized your question was, like, would I rather have passion or love? And it's like, I will always have love. So I'm going to definitely always go for the passion. But, yeah, passion. Period. Hell yeah. Well, thank you, A.V., for coming oh, to the Absurd Thought Club. Wait, we low-key didn't even get into the psychedelics. Oh, we did it! <laughs> Do you want to get into it? Uh, I did drugs at 15. I started shrooms. At like I did shrooms at 17, felt like everything was a movie, realized everything's fake, and realized <laughs> I could do anything that yeah. I want to. By the time I was 19, I realized, oh shit, I could just grow this motherfucking self. So I started growing. And now I am out here. Out here, <laughs> vibing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to the club. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's, it's really crazy and incredible that you asked me to be here. Thank you. I love that. passionate people. Thank you. And you're a passionate person. Thank you. So I wanted to hear your thoughts. Thank you. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.